We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Saturday, December 16th. I was talking to my guy, Sean Davis, earlier. He's with me now. And I'm like, you know, we got to go live today. There's just too much <laughs> going on. We got to go live today. You got you and Ryan did a great job yesterday on the recruiting podcast. And today, Sean, we're going to talk about the Notre Dame team because there's a lot to discuss. A lot has happened. Thursday night, Audric Estime announced his intentions, which were expected to go to the NFL and not play in the bowl game. We're going to talk about that, the legacy that Audric leaves behind, a little bit about the Notre Dame history at running back and how that plays into our confidence level that Notre Dame is going to be just fine at running back. Uh, but that doesn't at all mean that it, it, it you don't appreciate what Audric did. We'll dive into the specific reasons why about this specific team, not just the history of why we think Notre Dame is going to be pretty good at running back. And then we'll dive into the big news today from the press conference from Marcus Freeman which is Charles Jagasaw is going to be the starting left tackle in the bowl game, which was a surprise, to be honest with you, in a lot of different ways. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what that means for the present future of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk a little bit about some comments he made about the linebacker position. We won't spend as quite as much time on that. No mailbag today, no official mailbag today. If, if we do have a super chat in there, if anybody wants to ask, wants a question that they need to get asked today, you can't wait till Monday's mailbag to do it. Go ahead and throw a super chat in there. We'll get to it. But otherwise, we are going to be on topic today. Sean, my friend, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining me on this this cold Midwestern Saturday afternoon, but a, a great day otherwise. Man, it's fantastic, right? So much to look forward to. So much good news to talk about. Let's get to it, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So topic number one today, Sean, is we're going to talk about Notre Dame running back position. And obviously Thursday night, was sitting at dinner and got the text, or it was actually right before we were going to go out to dinner, uh, Thursday's date night for Angela and I, right before we were going to leave around 6, about 5.50, I think. The news yeah. broke that Audric had declared for the NFL draft, would be opting out of the bowl game. Good news is we already knew it was going to happen, and we knew it was going to happen some sometime on Thursday. So we had a story written, just had to you know publish it and get it sent out, and then we went to dinner and and uh, just kind of got a chance to reflect on the career he has had. And, and uh, you know, but it also immediately how it is goes, how it goes, Sean, is you guys are thinking about what's coming up next, right? So before we just drive past Audric and talk about what's next, I want to I talk about Audric because, you know, this is a young man who I think did things at Notre Dame that deserve to be talked about for a little bit. And we've talked a lot about Audric over the last couple of years, but just a great story, just some background, Sean, you remember this. Will Shipley, it's the guy that Notre Dame wanted, and they did do a good job closing on him. He decided to stay close to home. It was a bad, it was a bad recruiting miss. Mm -hmm. But those are going to happen in football, and the and the key is what do you do about it when you have those misses? Well, tell you what, Tommy Reese and Lance Taylor rallied, right, and said, "Okay, we didn't get Will Shipley. Let's go out and get something else." They first went out and got Logan Diggs, got him that summer. Later in the year, or they went out and got. Audric Estime flipped him from Michigan State. Audric was a was a pretty good player as a junior. Came out in in eight games as a senior and rushed for I think like about almost two thousand yards in like eight games because of COVID shortened season. And uh, it was a really ended up being a really dynamic one two punch. Will Shipley's been a good running back at Clemson, but he's not Audric Estime. And that one two punch that Notre Dame had last year was really impressive. Audric comes in his freshman year, Sean. And doesn't play a whole lot. Carries the ball, I think, seven times for like 67 yards, something like that. Nine times mm-hmm. for 67 yards. Got all but one of his carries against that year against Georgia Tech. And, you know, it was seven yards for 60 carries, excuse me. Got all but one of his carries against Georgia Tech. He carried the ball one time in the bowl game for minus one yards. All his other six six carries for 61 yards came again against Georgia Tech. 
55 nothing win. And then he come out his sophomore year. Doesn't start off great, Sean, mm-hmm. as it didn't start off great for the entire offense at Notre Dame in 2022. <laughs> You know, only rushes for 21 yards against Ohio State, although he does score from one yard out. Goes for 33 yards on 10 carries for Marshall. And then you started to see a little something in the in the in the cow game, Sean. You know, he caught three passes for 30, 43 yards, had 18 carries, 76 yards rushing. First 100 yard game of his career, total yards. And and really from there, Sean, it was just kind of you, you knew what you were getting. And you know, first year had some fumble problems, gets benched after fumbling the ball against UNLV. And really from that moment on, we saw a different Audrick Estime, really the rest of his career. I think he only put the ball on the ground once after that. That was against Navy this year. Comes out the next week after fumbling. And you talk about responding to adversity, Sean. Comes mm-hmm. out the next week against Syracuse on the road, top 25 team. Notre Dame's coming off you know, the, the UNLV win, still reeling a little bit from the Stanford game. First two carries of the game are Audrick right downhill. And he looks good. Goes for 123 yards on 20 carries. Goes for 104 the next week against Clemson. Finishes the year off on a strong note. And the bowl game has 100 yards of offense again. They were a dynamic one-two punch. Him and Logan Diggs. Audra goes for nine mm-hmm. touchdowns. Logan goes for 822. And Logan decides to transfer. And Audric is now the guy. And he came out of senior year, Sean, and quickly established himself like, yep, we're going to be all right. Yeah. And goes for 95 yards against Navy on only 16 carries, goes for a buck 16 against Tennessee State, goes for 134 against NC State, 176 against Michigan, Central Michigan, but didn't do it on a lot of carries, Sean. He averaged 8.9, 9.6, and 8.8 yards per carry in those three games. And just the rest of the year, he he was the offense. I mean, he he really was the offense. And of course, it was very fitting the way he ended his career. 300-yard games uh, in, in in his last four. Would have had over 100 against Clemson if Notre Dame hadn't fallen behind 24-6. and mm-hmm. 82 yards in the first half. He was the Notre Dame offense against Clemson, if we're being completely honest about that. Him and Xavier Watts were the Notre Dame offense <laughs> in that game uh, against Clemson. And then his uh, last home game goes, over 150, goes for 115 yards against Wake Forest and then has, without to me, without a doubt, the best performance of his career. He was absolutely brilliant against Stanford. The offensive line was very, very good, but he was also his vision in that game, his footwork, his ability to mm-hmm. find the holes, goes for two, a career high 238 yards and a career high 24 carries and a career high four touchdowns. Ends his senior season with four, 1,341 yards, which is the fifth best single season mark in Notre Dame history. And he has four and he has 18 rushing touchdowns, which is a Notre Dame record. And it was a very fitting end, Sean, that on the last carry, of hmm. Audric Estime's career, he bounces it outside, reads it perfectly, line blocks it well, he reads it, gets through the hole, bounces it out to the left side, runs in for a 25-yard touchdown. A very fitting end to a kid who was a heck of a running back and a great representative of everything that makes Notre Dame unique, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And I remember the first time I laid eyes on him in a practice, my initial reaction is, oh, wow, this kid has great feet for that size. And I think we've watched him learn how to become a running back, you know, because that is nuanced when it comes to knowing what you just great vision, trusting your feet, and then knowing how to make the cut at the right time. And he goes backside on that run, is black blocked well. He probably could have gone to another hole and maybe got seven, eight, nine yards. But just his advancement as a running back allowed him to turn that into a touchdown. And it's just 
you know, a tip of the cap to the young man and the hard work that he's put in uh, with Dylan McCullough leading the way for him in that room. And then I just want to talk about the young man that he is. Always upbeat, always positive. Even, you know, the lashing that he took from Coach Freeman in that Stanford game at a certain moment. He yo, immediately shook his head, turned around, put his helmet back on and went back to work. And like you said, put forth the best performance of his career and ended things the way it should have ended for him at Notre Dame. So uh, huge congratulations. I know we did a poll and uh, as much as people love him, the question we asked was, you know, where does he land in the, on the all-time rushers at Notre Dame? And most people set it on top 10. Sure. He's top 10. Sure. And then I think second place was top five. Yeah. And the top five is pretty uh when I look the top five is pretty solidified. It, it, oh yeah. It, I mean it's you're really gonna be have like to yeah, you got Jerome Bettis, Reggie Brooks, uh Alan Pinkett, Vegas Ferguson. You could talk about Audrey Denson being in Audrey that conversation. Denson. I mean, those are those are five guys that are certainly gonna be heck, you, you can know. even throw from a number standpoint what Josh Adams, Josh is Adams. Like number three all time. Yeah. And Josh you know, would have broke the all-time record if he'd come back for a senior year. He'd come back for a senior year. Yeah. So rushed for a freshman record, 838 as a true freshman, went mm-hmm. for 960 something the next year, and then went for over 1400, had the number two all-time single season the next year and, and had nine touchdowns. And that just kind of puts it into into you know, um, you know, Josh Adams had that great year, Sean, and uh he was a heck of a back. He had nine rushing touchdowns that season. Audric had mm-hmm. 18 this year. Right. I mean, part of that was Brandon Wimbush, but like that's an impressive number. Mm-hmm. And he scored uh, he scored um, multiple touchdowns, at least two touchdowns, five times this year. He had two against uh, against NC State. He had two against Duke, two against USC, three against Pitt and then four against Stanford. And he scored in each of the last five games of the season. He reached the end zone. So a really special season. But yeah, top 10. And now if Audric would have come back for senior year, maybe maybe we'd be having a different, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'd be having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. So love what he did, Sean. And um, I'm, I'm very the, the debate that I've heard people have is who was better, Audric or Kyron. You know, they were both really good players. They're different situations. I, I've always said I would have loved to see what Audric Estimate could have done behind the 2020 offensive line. With all due respect to Kyron, yeah. I would have loved to see what Audric could have done behind yeah. that offensive line. You know, uh, but they were both great players. They were different players. They had different personalities. And I don't yeah. really care to get into who was better. It's going to be more of a personal preference. My personal preference is Audric. Other right. people are going to make a case for Kyron. The reality is, is they were both excellent football players. And that kind of leads me into the next conversation, Ryan, Sean, is Notre Dame has really started to develop a nice little running back situation that doesn't get talked a lot about nationally. Mm-hmm. And Notre Dame, from when Brian Kelly was hired, 2010 to 2014, a stretch of five years, they had one thousand yard season from a running back that was uh, Sear Wood in 2011 now I've contended that they would have had a shot to have 2,000 yard running backs that season if Jonas Gray doesn't get hurt Mm -hmm. against Boston College you know who knows but you had a 1,000 yard running back 2012 Theo Riddick is lead your team with over 900 yards but he doesn't get to a thousand in sort of a split share with Sear Wood uh, you go down to 2013, Torin Folston leads the team in rushing, but doesn't get to 1,000 yards uh, that season. Uh, he had uh, – Torin had 704 – actually, Cam McDaniel actually led the team in rushing in 2013, a guy that you guys have had on your show a bunch, but 704 yards. Then Torian leads the team in 14 with 889. 15, it kind of begins. Torian's expected to have a big year, and I still think he – I still wish we could have seen Torian healthy behind that 2015 offensive line. Mm-hmm. But he goes down on the second carry of the game, and up comes C.J. Procise, <laughs> a converted wide receiver who had kind of opened people's eyes when he took a jet sweep for 50 yards in the, in the Music City Bowl against LSU the year before, a kid who had been a safety or a wide receiver his whole career, high school, college, never played running back. Notre Dame puts him a running back, and he rushes for 1,029 yards and 11 touchdowns. And in that time, Sean, Notre Dame has really become a just a program that just generates really good rushers every year. You had CJ in that year. Now, that's the same year that, pardon me, Josh Adams also set the school record for a true freshman mm-hmm. in rushing yards at 138. And then in 2016, Josh goes for 933. That next season, 2017, Josh breaks out, rushes for 1,430 yards, nine touchdown, has a modern record. I believe it was – no, it was uh, second all-time of of the modern record second. I believe Reggie Brooks, I believe, is the only one that was above because Reggie was like eight yards a carry in 1992, which is still Mm -hmm. just nuts to comprehend, averaging eight yards a carry against that schedule. But so Josh has a great year, 1,430 yards, come out in 2018 – Dexter Williams is suspended for the first four games. We see kind of a Tony Jones, Jafar Armstrong thing. And then Dexter comes back in game five. Hmm. On the first carry of the season, he houses it from like 50 yards away, and it was on. In only nine games, Dexter Williams rushed for 995 yards and 12 touchdowns that season. Come out in 2019, Tony Jones has a really quietly good year, averages six yards a carry, 857 yards. 
He ended his career on a very strong note as well. If you remember, Sean, rushing for 135 yards on 11 touchdowns yeah. against Iowa State. And I still contend if he does not get hurt against Michigan, Tony Jones would have gone over 1,000 yards that year. Because if you remember, he had four 100-yard games in the first six games of the year. And he absolutely tore up USC that season. 176 yards on 25 carries. Finishes the year, and he was just never healthy the rest of the way. Finishes the year on a very strong note. Come out the next two years, Kyron Williams becomes the first running back at Notre Dame since Darius Walker back in 05 and 06 to go back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He goes for 11-25 and 13 touchdowns in only 12 games in 2020. Goes for 1,005 yards and 14 touchdowns in 2021 in only 12 games because he sat out the bowl game. Yeah. 2022, we have a breakout season from Logan and Audric. There was not one guy. They were both creeped up on 1,000 yards that year. Yeah. Logan went for 822. Audric went for 920. They combined for 15 touchdowns. And of course, this year, Audric estimate breaks out with 1,400 and 1,341 yards, 18 touchdowns, which ranked third in the country. And you start to look at it and you say, man, Notre Dame is just churning out some really productive running backs in the last eight years. And it starts giving you faith. And, it, and the thing is, only one dude had was was back to back thousand yard rusher. And only twice during that stretch did you have the same guy leading your team in rushing yards two years in a row yeah, or three times. Uh, so actually it was Audric two years, Kyron two years, Adams two years, but then there was other guys mixed in there. And so you start to say, boy, they are starting to, they are starting to, the NFL draft hasn't, hasn't shown it yet, but just for college backs, man, Notre Dame is starting to, to starting to have some really impressive production at the running back position. You know what? It's so relational, right? development at the running back position and how connected it is to the ability. And this will probably go to one of the topics we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, the confidence that we have as a fan base that, oh, we got a new running back. They're going to be fine. Oh, we got a young offensive lineman. He'll be fine. The history of development and coaching at the University of Notre Dame, you know, gives the fan base that confidence, even when there are questions. Because you have first-time starters coming through or stepping into that role. And now, you know, we have talent. But next year without Aldrich, you know, it's going to be like, okay, question mark. Who's going to be the next guy? Like, but there's faith there, right? Because we know there's talent. And no matter who the coaches are, because coaches have changed, offensive line coach, running back coach, you've seen success at Notre Dame, you know, with that. And uh, I would love nothing more than to be able to watch seven come back and man walk in the college station and put up 150 with two touchdowns but he set the stage and that's what you really want your veterans to do right you want them to learn and when they get their opportunity you want them to seize it and make the most of it but then blaze a trail for the guys behind them to follow and at the running back and offensive line positions notre dame has done an incredible job and their players have done an incredible job of doing that and forming a legacy that's still blazing to this day. And I think we're going to see, you know, those ranks picked up by the young players in both positions, specifically the running back position next year. It's really something to be excited about. Yes. I remember watching that Stanford game, which Audric was phenomenal. I mean, one of the best mm-hmm. games we've seen from a Notre Dame running back in, in, a, in a while, in my opinion. And I'll just remember at the end of the game, when near the end of the game, when Coach Freeman's getting on Audric about Jabron Payne putting the ball on the ground. And, and you're just like, that's the respect that they have in that room. 
dude, you're yeah. the leader. Why are you let? Why are you on the sidelines letting that happen, right? And just the sig- the symbol of like, dude, this is your room. Mm-hmm. That was earned. That 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 was earned by Audric. You know what I mean? Like you're that leader in that room, and and so you're gonna look at you know what you see from a guy like him because let, let's be honest, some of the backs that we saw were really good backs, but they weren't exactly guys that you would say, hey, model him mm-hmm. for how he conducts his business. And let's just be real about that. You know what I mean? Not all those guys were being like him kind of guys. You know, but but Aldrich got to play behind Kyron Williams for a year and see he was one of those guys mm-hmm. that you're like, see the passion he plays the game? Do that. And then you see Audric kind of become that guy. And and now he models it for like, hey, here's the expectation in Notre Dame. And when you look at Audric, you know the thing. I, the thing I love about him, Sean, is he had some of his best games in some of their biggest moments. He was not a guy that just racked up a bunch of yards against a bad Stanford team. You know, this is a kid that went out and, and went for almost 100 against USC. Would have had over, but he had a couple carries that were like from one yard out because that's where the drive started. <laughs> you know, uh, goes for uh, 134 against NC State. But that 80-yard touchdown run completely changed the complexion of that game mm-hmm. against them. Ran the ball very well against Ohio State. Should have gotten more carries. I mean, what's our biggest beef in that game? Dude, you should have fed Audric at the game because he had Ohio State on skates at the end of that game, you know, yeah. uh, runs very well against Clemson this year, went for over 100 against Clemson last year, goes for over 120 on the road against a ranked one-loss Syracuse team last year. You know, they go on the road. They're playing North Carolina, undefeated North Carolina. Notre Dame is scrambling. They're one and two. They barely beat Cal the week before, and Audric goes off, 7.9 per carry, 134 yards, you know, two touchdowns in that game. And he just became that guy that was like, "Hey, look, when you when you need a play, that's the guy you go to." He had a, you know, I still remember that carry he had against South Carolina, you know, <laughs> where it was on. I think it was on their, it might have been on their game winning drive, but they hand him the ball off to the left. He gets hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage by three yeah. guys, and he just yeah. carries them for a three yard gain. Yeah, and you're that changed the that changed that drive instead of thir- two, second and thirteen, and now you're like, shoot, now we got to throw the football. Right, he keeps it going to where you, you you're down a distance again. Yeah, and and it, it just he was always that guy, Sean. So it's like you and I both know we've seen guys in our career that are sort of hollow yard hollow yards guys, mm-hmm. right? Guys that put up numbers, but they put up numbers in bulk against really bad teams. The guys that I love are the guys that you look at and say, "Boy, you knew in a big game that guy was going to step up and be that dude." And um Actually, it was it was the final drive of the game. It was actually, if I'm now that I'm thinking about it, Sean, I'm going to go look this up. I believe it was the play right before the Mitchell Evans touchdown. Touchdown, yeah, yeah. So instead which made, of being, which made that play call available, to right? Tom. Yeah, right. So it's third and seven. You're still in, you know, tie ball game. We're in field mm-hmm. goal territory. You're going to still play the run, and that opens it up. So he was a big he was a big game back. And to me, that that's something I'll always appreciate about Audrey because there's some backs that put up yards, and they they're easily forgotten because they didn't do it when it mattered most. Audric was a when it matters most kind of guy. Yeah, that's what he developed into at Notre Dame. And I, I uh, you just that. you just touched on something that I don't I don't know maybe that North Carolina game that run from North Carolina to Stanford in 23. 
where you say because of the fumbles, maybe you could say, okay, he wasn't locked in. I can't think of a game where Aldridge wasn't ready. Yeah. Well, like he was ready to dominate Clemson. Right. Like he he was ready. Well, real quick, his yeah. fumble against North Carolina was him trying to stretch the ball into the end zone. Into the end zone. Right. The, the Stanford fumble, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta protect the ball, but it was a guy came from behind. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, the only silly fumble he had was against Navy this year, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, just put the ball in the outside arm, man. You know that. But yeah, to, to your point, it they weren't like, oh, he's not locked in moments. It was like, dude, you know, I know you're locked in, but I can't put you out there when you're putting the ball in the ground. Mm-hmm. But then so he goes for three carries for 17 yards. I mean, if he if he doesn't get benched against UNOV because of that. He's over a thousand yards last year too. Finished with nine twenty, only had seventeen yards on three carries in that game, and for the, and had a touchdown, three carries, seventeen yards in the touchdown, and they pulled him because of the fumble. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but what did he do next week, Sean? What did he do next week? You already know, right? And that included that that highlight face highlight moment face of that poor kid from Syracuse. <laughs> Just throw his face into the turf. Kids had bounced off the turf. Audric stiff armed him so bad. It's like this young man has a mother, man. He's watching this game. <laughs> his mother's watching. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with you, man? Like his grandmother just watched you do that. What is wrong with you, man? Uh, took his soul. There's no doubt. Just a great kid, Sean. A great back, and yeah, and just exactly what you expect the Notre Dame player to be when you think of that stereotypical Notre Dame kid. You know, a quiet confidence, but not afraid to say it, yeah. but not a not arrogant, but confident. Uh, gr- you know, everything we hear does everything you need ask him to do in the community. Yeah, goes to class, does all the things you need to do, works his tail off, and then goes out there and balls out. I mean, that's and with us always on a smile on his face. Right, he had a superhero quality to him. Like the muscles, and it was just like, yo, you see him in the cutoff shirt, and it's like, you know, it just made you feel good that man, this is the guy we're rolling with come Saturday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he's on our team, you know. And uh, yeah. like I said, I wish I could watch him don the gold helmet just one sure. more time, even if it was in the Sun Bowl. But yeah, you know, he deserves he deserves to start to focus on the next level. Absolutely. And, and then, again, I don't like it, but it's the era we're in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the era we're in. And I, and I, my fault is more towards the system that we've created mm-hmm. as a college football institution, as opposed to more so I'm ticked at Joe Walt and I'm ticked at Audrick and I'm ticked at, you know, it, it mm-hmm. is what it is. But you also look at it and say, Sean, based on history, their name's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to be just fine. Everyone mm-hmm. back. 